Thank you, Patrick. All right, as you can tell, I'm not Pastor Best, even though we have the same hairdo. So he is in um, Dallas, Georgia today, and he is uh, preaching there, and then he's also teaching a class on a, um, a child and youth ministries for them. And then I think there was something else I forgot already. So he's he's busy. <laughs> so uh, um, in your groups, when you're when you're in your groups, pray for him because uh, he's got a, a whirlwind trip. So uh, um, so Chris has uh, felt a little guilty uh, um, about our time. Yeah, it felt like we haven't had enough time in small groups, and so. Uh, um, you know how the, the Jews were, they were not doing their Sabbaths. They were ignoring the Sabbaths and they went into Babylon. Well, so he doesn't want us to go into Babylon. So he's going to try and catch us up. And so today, mostly what we're going to do is I'm going to do a little bit of teaching, really just a refresher. And then we're going to spend most of our time in small groups. Sound good? Awesome. <clears throat> So discovery Bible method. So this is just a review. So the uh, um, the idea behind this is that if we get the book open, if we get God's word open with the lost, that that God's word will do the work. God's word will penetrate their heart with the Holy Spirit, and I mean somebody can get saved we don't really have to like shove the gospel down their throat just get the word of god open and let the word of god change them and then of course once they're saved they're already plugged into a bible study it sets them up for discipleship and and growing through the word so uh, that's kind of that's why we do it and that's why we do it this way um So the kind of the key thing here is that when we get together and do these studies, we have to expect the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And so in that expectation, then if, if God tells us to do something, what are we, what are we going to do with that? We need to obey it, right? We heard about uh, Jacob today. God gave him a promise, gave him a command, and he set about to obey it immediately, right? So that's what um, Discovery Bible Method is about. So the first steps. So here's kind of the, the rundown of the steps. This is what a Bible study should look like. The first part is set up. So the host needs to make sure it's safe, clean, and ready. Now the host does not necessarily need to be the Bible study leader. So if you've got a place, if you're given to hospitality, but you don't feel like you're ready to run a Bible study, get with somebody who can run a Bible study and say, I have a space available. And you, you do this part and somebody else comes in and does the teaching, okay? The beginning meet and greet. So if somebody comes in, we need to make sure everybody feels welcome. You're going to be hopefully 
opening yourself up to people, it's good to kind of know who you're talking to, right? And then if somebody new comes in, make sure they feel welcome and, and safe, comfortable to uh, be able to speak. This is one of the key things. And it's kind of, it's kind of weird to talk about it like this because like you have to get to the bottom of one to get to here. Get reports updates. So these reports and updates come out of your last Bible study. So like, so like your very first meeting, you wouldn't do this. But after that, you would do this each time. And this is, this is super important. This is one of the key elements. This is where the accountability is at. Get reports updates. So at the end of this, the end result of this is going to be God speaks to us. We've already said, Lord, what you tell us we'll do and we'll tell someone. Those are the two things, right? So if you've said, Lord, you've told me something, I'm going to obey it and I'm going to tell somebody. We need to come together and tell each other about it. Okay, you know, Lord, you told me to go talk to three people. I talked to three people and there was somebody else I told about needing to talk to three people. That makes sense? Okay, I kind of gave this one away already. Pray and the two parts that are, that are essential. One is, God, what, what you say we will do and the way to make sure, I mean, we kind of have to purpose in our hearts, like, okay, before you even tell us, the answer is yes. Because it's really easy to hear something and go, I'm too scared, I'm too, I'm too blank. Okay, but if we purpose in our hearts first, it's harder to do that. Basically, you'll know it's an excuse. And then the second part is what you tell us, I will share with someone. This is how, this is how Discovery Bible Method grows. You go out and you tell somebody they're interested, hey, come to Bible study, learn more about it. All right. Explain the passage. So the three pieces there, we read the passage, whatever it is. Somebody restates this passage in their own words. And then if anybody has any questions or they're confused about something, we clarify. So this can be the leader or the leader might delegate because maybe you don't want to, maybe you don't want to do all the talking. Maybe you've lost your voice. I might go, okay, Tim, you read it. Does anybody want to restate something like that? Yeah, we do that in ours too, where we'll break it up and each person reads a few verses. At Panera, I usually don't read. They let me eat. Discuss. This is what everybody loves. Everybody loves the discussion part. And it's awesome to sit and talk about God's word and what's going on. But this is the important part. When, when we're doing our discussion, we want to get to here. Okay. What's God telling me to, to do? And then who am I going to tell about that? 
So, and again, this, and this step here is the part that feeds up into the reports and updates. You tell everybody, hey, I'm gonna do this and here's who I'm gonna tell. And then the next week you come in and go, okay, I did it or I didn't do it. And if you didn't do it, then everybody boos and hisses and no, no, they don't, yeah. <laughs> Spoken from the man in my group. <laughs> no, we have love for each other, right? We can, that's where we can encourage each other. We can pray for each other. Is there a way I can help you? Right? But that's it. That's basically it right there. Questions? That's the 10-minute overview. So, um, so, you know, people might be coming from different churches and they use different translations, Bible translations. Do you, you know, is, do you support bringing different Bible translations into the group or just to compare with the wording of Bibles and things like that? Or? So one thing we do not, absolutely do not want to do is compare what different Bibles say. So. Part of one of the ministry principles at, at uh, Midtown is we have a final authority, and that final authority is the KJV 1611 Bible. And that, or if you're in Spanish, it's the Reina Valera. So that is the Bible that we use for Bible studies. That's what we use for preaching and teaching. So we won't. I mean, we won't forbid somebody to bring another Bible, but that's that's what we use. So, Tim, you were talking. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think there's a couple there's a couple things in what you said and one is is that um leaders you've really got to be living this by example. And it's it's not easy. There's a lot of study that goes behind the leading this. Now you can come in without a discovery Bible method. I mean, as a as a member, you can come in cold and do this. I mean, the idea is that you pray for God speak to us, you read his word, you meditate on it, discuss it, and he'll speak to you. As a leader, 
you, you've got to know it. So, because you don't want discussions to like go off from the rails. There is actually a theme to the passage and you want to stay there. Um, but then, yeah, is how to keep people on track. So doing it um, electronically is a good, good solution, whether it's WhatsApp or email, um, something else that just came to mind as you were talking was maybe like a buddy system. Okay, so, you know, Christine and Chris and Christine are married and they can talk to each other or, you know, maybe you just pair up within the group, a couple of guys, a couple of women together and, and do it like that where they keep each other accountable through the week. So exchange phone numbers. Honestly, I think that's the best way. I mean, God, God made us to be dependent on each other. We are a, a body. And so that buddy system is, it's like two sides of a joint, right? If I'm this part of the arm, it doesn't do much good without this part and an elbow, right? So, um, and then so, if, and yeah, and if, if your thing was like, Next Tuesday, I'm going to meet with somebody. Okay, do I need to call the person about a meeting next Tuesday? Yeah, call them every day. Let's just let's just pray about it. And I, I know the date hasn't come yet. Let's pray for a soft heart for that other person, and and then it'll keep keep that in the person's mind. Because, like you said, we get busy, we get scatterbrained, so. Very good question. Good solution. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I, yeah, and I was thinking about the, like, you can be keeping somebody accountable for their 
quiet time and this in the same call. Um, yeah, if you miss a day, it's not a big deal. Um, but that's huge to know somebody's got your back. So, Jean. I lived in the West Coast a few years ago, and these were all women about 10 years older than me because they'd been in the church for a long time. They were not new believers. Um, they all had different versions of the Bible. And the first time we met, the, the person I met initially that we kind of befriended each other, uh, you could tell she talked to them about, right, like and I don't know, she asked me, so I told her why. So they all said, I'm a new believer. So we did that. I still talked from King James. But then the next semester when we went on to another study, it was a lot. And they all had their own versions. And this is what happened. They said, well, what does your version say? And mine says this. And then that led to, well, I think it says this. I think it says that. And so you want to see the word of God share their opinion. And so that's what you'll run into. And it's really big deal. Yeah, it's it's a short step so to private interpretation. And that's what you read from when you're all taking turns reading through the scripture, um, through the passage, but then um, praying for them to be able to see the differences in the word of God. When, um, because they feel when it came time for them to read their verses, they read from their Bible, but the main part of it was from our group, from the, from the King James. And up to my heart, oh, why is mine different? And then, and if, if we get the opportunity to explain to them how uh, how it came from the Antioch and ours was passed down and that big reason why, that's fine. But that's scripture commitment. God is showing them just because you're different. And yeah. I've I've had that happen many times where then they'll go ask me, like, why is mine different? And um, and so then I I get to explain it to them through that. Yeah. It's uh it kind of depends on what version they bring, because I mean, if you read an NIV, I, I read an NIV once. It was in somebody's back seat. We were going to lunch. I just picked it up just to see, and it was like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. I just reading it was like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And when when my mom was in Saudi. They had a Bible study, and that's what they did. Was they all everybody had a different Bible, and they got together and they just read and they compared what was. Well, guess what? It wasn't possible for them to all get the same version. And God blessed that Bible study because they did what they could with what they had. But but we have, I mean, we have it. It's it's available to us. So, guys, feel good. Any other questions? Got them. And so um, he has um, from Antioch how the how, how it came out of Antioch compared to Alexandria, and it just shows the difference of how they got it out of the Bible and that other Bible tried to copy it and maybe 
Yeah, there's a diagram. I'll 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 see about making copies. Kirkwood. Yeah, you can actually tell the difference. Right. Yeah. All right. Good. So you guys ready? We're actually going to do it. I, I went way past what I thought I was going to. So, so here's our passage, 3 John 1, 9. So basically, we are continuing what Pastor Best was doing, except now we're doing it ourselves. All right. So... Uh, um. I'll read this and explain it, and then I'll pray, and then we'll do discussion. And you'll do discussion in your groups, and then definitely take some time to pray. And at the top of the hour, we'll get back together and do a summary, okay? All right. Third John 1, 9, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrophes, who loveth to have preeminence among them, receiveth us not. So I don't know if you guys remember what was above this was Paul was talking to Gaius about, hey, you've, you've been really good about receiving people. Keep doing that, receive people so that they're not taking anything of the Gentiles. Okay, and then we come into this. So I, I Paul, wrote under the church, but Diotrophes, who loveth to have preeminence among them, receiveth us not. So there's this guy, dry trophies. He wants to be a big shot. He wants to be a name in the church. Isn't taking people in. He's not receiving missionaries. So, questions? It's pretty easy to understand, isn't it? All right. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, thank you so much for this time. Um, Lord, I pray. Uh, that you would speak to us through your spirit and through your word. And uh, Lord, give us something specific to do. And uh, Lord, I pray that uh, um, well, whatever it is, Lord, uh, the answer is yes, or it's already yes. Whatever you command, uh, we will do, Lord. And then put on our hearts somebody to tell. And uh, Lord, if we don't have somebody specific, Lord, then bring somebody to us. Uh, to tell about uh, what you've done. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.